Stoveleg Media, igniting conversation. I'm Trisden. And I'm Ray. What we hope to do here is find a little bit of middle ground on some of these extremely polarizing social and political issues. Welcome, everybody, to Extreme Common Sense. Ray, how's it going, man? All right. What's happening, Tristan? It's been a busy day for me, so this is... Really? I, I had a Richard... Still early. Still early. I interviewed Richard Sturban of the Oak Ridge Boys nice. 20 minutes ago. So, like, I was trying to rush through that to get here, but... Man, I don't know if you've ever talked to an Oak Ridge boy. This guy was so nice. Was he? Like, just, he gets it. You know, he's been performing since the 40s with literally Elvis Presley for two years. Right. A wealth a of history. stories. Yeah, oh. a wealth of stories. Yeah. So, I'm kind of on a high how from old, that. Do you know how old he is? Well into his I 70s, pushing 80, I maybe? think like 78, 79. Yeah. yeah. So he's up there. But Are they still performing? Still performing, coming That's to Renfro wild. in like a week. That's crazy. Uh, he actually did a little bit of the, uh, he's the guy that does the, ooh, oh, pop him out. Yeah, he's, he's the, the bass. The, and, ah, everybody and, knows him. Yeah, so he did the Elvira oh, part yeah. on, on the air, so that was really cool. Yeah, so what That's, a nice guy. There's worse things to be known for. That's pretty cool. Yeah, one of, it's got to be one of the most famous songs <laughs> in, yeah, yeah. in the world. Yeah, so. boom. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. Richard Sturban. Richard Sturban. What yeah. a cool guy. So, yeah. And so, I guess the point of bringing it up, I'm going to try. I do some of these interviews for my day job, you know, 5, 10, 15 minutes. And I'm just going to add them, just throw them in our podcast just so they'll have a place. Oh, cool. And if they get us a few more listeners, you know, nothing wrong with that. Yeah, so, very cool. Yeah. So, hey, remember last week when I said to you, driving here, it was so beautiful. What a beautiful oh, state. Gosh. Not so much this morning. Jinxed us, right? Yeah. Not sure when this will air, but miserable day in central Kentucky today. Yeah. And it's not just the rain it's the wind like two hands on the wheel man <laughs> right. a couple tractor trailers went by oh. me i thought i was going oh, no it's rough out yeah ugly and uh severe weather may be coming this evening so. and we've done 25 of these now every freaking time i've gotten a spot in front this is the first time i had to park cross the street because oh, wow. you guys all beat me here how about that <laughs> early bird gets the so, spot so i had to walk in the rain so i pulled my woolen hat out well it was even uh, worse because somebody pulled up here and i don't know who it was <laughs> didn't pull up to the next spot so i had to so parallel park it. so they blocked you. the middle spot That's your parallel parking skills i was good yeah. i knocked her and even in the truck today i'm driving we really don't get to use them much but right you can do them yeah you can do it so fun show coming today i think so we've got uh Aaron, who uh, did an early show, so a Republican yes, friend yes, of mine. Yes. I hate to paint him in a box of my Republican friend because I think of him as a friend who is also a Republican. Right, right, right. But uh, his episode is one of the most highly rated that is we've that done. Is that right? Yeah. So oh, we, we cool. wanted, and it's I hope it's just because he's listening right. over and over, which is just <laughs> fine. But whatever, whatever gets that. But uh, no, so he wanted to come back this time, and he said the main thing he wants to do is. He wants us to be a lot angrier and really scream at each other this time. Like he doesn't want to find any common ground just to be really angry at, at us. So that may be your, I'm, I'm too nice a guy. That may be. No, your, no. I'm, I'm of course kidding. I, purview. Well, you, you know what? Aaron and I spoke a little bit uh, this week and, and I think part of it, and I, I think this is for all these political arguments where everybody hates each other. If you go into these discussions 
with a modicum of respect for each other, you're never going to end up where a lot of these arguments go online right. and on social media. You say that a lot. I'm sure it's true. I just feel that that's the case because if you like somebody, I mean, even a little bit as a human being, you're going to try to see where they're coming from as opposed to just saying, oh, you're so stupid. You don't get it. Which is what happens online. It just Well, yeah. And even I think sometimes in real life now yeah, I guess with, so. uh, with the political climate. But no, I do look forward to, to bringing Aaron back in. And I think- Anything specific or are we just going to shoot the breeze? Well, shoot the breeze. But you and I had said, and even Aaron did reference this. He said, man, let's talk guns and abortion. Let's get as deep as we can get. Now, I don't know how many clients I'll lose or he'll lose or uh, how many people will stop bowling because of that conversation <laughs> if we have it. But I, man, I'm open. I mean, I think we could all try to have those uh, awful conversations that nobody so can find middle ground serious on. serious show, perhaps. Which would make up for last week, because last week was pretty lighthearted. But man, it flew by. That was a quick Assuming show. Assuming these uh, air in order, that'll be the one where we talked about celebrity stories. And I found like five more that... Um, <laughs> that I thought about after that show. And I was worried that it would be a difficult show. Like, God, how many celebrities? But like I said to you on the air, between us, literally we hundred years on the planet. Right. And you just have, you know, uh, my, my, not, not to get back on it, but another one I thought of was my brother-in-law used to go to Jack's PP all the time, right there before Richmond center was built. That was yeah. all that was there. There was a restaurant in Jack's PP. And he went in one day and the kid behind the counter was like, he's pointing like, Richard Petty had just come in and pumped gas. He's oh like, my God. That's Richard Pet Richard Petty's car right there. I mean, it, you know, it's I-75. Anybody coming up and down happened to be Richard Petty. No mistaking him for anybody else. Wow. Got out, pumped his gas, said he was a nice guy, probably got a picture or an autograph or something. And back on the interstate he went. How cool is that? Yeah. The kid was just like out of he was breathless, man. That's Richard Petty. A, a buddy, a, a college friend of mine, uh, Eric, I think is who it was. Just at the BP that you pass coming up to, to come do the podcast here at Front Porch Studios. Right. Uh, was passing by. Shaq was pumping gas. Oh, no it's way. Been four years ago, five there years ago. Go. But Could yeah, 75, again, you just no never know. him for no. anybody else. No, it wasn't. Uh, maybe it's Shaq. Yeah. That's funny. So, yeah, you never uh, know. Before we bring in Aaron, we got to talk about Daniel and Nasa and Bad Wolf Gaming. Oh, man. Yeah. It seems like it's going great at I Bad Wolf. I think it is. Yes. Everything I see on social media, like a lot of their rooms are packed. You know, the, they do a lot of tournaments and stuff. The Yu-Gi-Oh. I'm going to mess all this up. Yeah, Yu-Gi-Oh. Yeah. Yu-Gi-Oh. Yeah. No, I'm not sure either. You reckon Aaron? Can, Magic. Can I think Eric's probably probably a big D and D guy if I had to assume. <laughs> but yeah, Yu Gi Oh. I guess another card Pokemon type thing. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, all, all the fantasy gaming stuff. And again, I think I've been into some of these shops before, you know, and like the people are kind of sketchy and they seem like maybe they're on meth and stuff. You it's don't know just, Dan? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, no. I, but my point is, I think you know, man, they're so clean and nice no, and beautiful. everything up there. I mean, it's a, a lot of thought went nice. into it. You can tell Absolutely. a lot of thought went into it. Chestnut. You can tell it's their dream and they really, or Dan's dream. It, it and he truly did is. such a good yeah, job with the passion. store. And Chestnut Street here in uh, Berea. 7-Eleven like Chestnut. In, in the old nice. uh, uh, newspaper building. Yeah, yeah. citizen building. Cool. Yeah. All right. Thank you, Daniel. Thank you, Nasa. All right. Time to do that sound effect. Yeah. Should we give it a go? Yeah. Beautiful. Aaron's here. Aaron's here. How we doing? <laughs> Good, man. Good to see you. Now, Aaron, you've played some Dungeons & Dragons. I, I have. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. Really? It's above my pay grade, so. Yeah. You know, see, I've never played it. You've yeah. actually played it? In college, it. you know, we oh, cool. sat around in the dorm room and nice. threw some dice. Will you come to, to Bad Wolf Gaming with Ray and I and play Dungeons & Dragons? I sure would with you. I Absolutely. With you. Yeah. Cool. I like it. Yeah. Cool. When I we wish him the best. I love the episode. You know, that was uh, Awesome. Good episode. Did, yeah. I, did you listen to DC Talk? That, I was gonna, that was an episode that went awry. Not nothing to do with Dan and Nathan, but all to do with Trizzy. No, completely my fault. As most of the episodes that go awry are my fault. I just didn't know where, but uh, that, that was fun. Yes. 
Nice, so, folks. All right, so we, we've got the D and D night uh, tentatively scheduled Absolutely. here with, with all of us. Do it live. Do a podcast. Well, this was my thing. If we do a live podcast, there may be a lot of boring parts. True. Just as we're setting true. up different things. True, but true. if we record the whole thing and, and then pay kind of pick and choose somebody some money to to go through and edit it, that's that, funny. That might be kind that's of cool. Probably good. Yeah. So, Aaron, how's business, man? How's everything in the in the in the world right now for you? That's good, very good. <laughs> and business is, uh, you know, it's always good and bad. Take the good, as but pawn shop business, right? pawn shop business, yeah. yeah. Which pawn, guns, retail. Uh, we're a little bit different. Yeah, yeah. we do furniture, toys, housewares. You know, we're how just long not, have you been doing that? Uh, the, the business has been in town for thirty-seven years. Nice. I've been there uh, since two thousand. Wow. So now, if we family that long, it is a hundred bucks each time we mention it, but yeah. no, no problem. <laughs> no problem. Yeah. I, just, I just, since bad wolf's paying, I don't want to, you know, feel like could, you're coming you know? in for free. I wasn't That's sure it. if this podcast wanted a firearms dealer as a sponsor. <laughs> There's nothing I want more than a firearms <laughs> dealer more, to sponsor. So you, you think that, I mean, I, as a gun owner, why would I, no problem at all. None whatsoever. That's great. But no, and to your point, I don't want to make it a commercial for Bree Pond, but no, I, I could try to go there every week because yeah. it's really cool. They've got a lot of changing stock. Like they get a lot of pallet stuff and they put it out. Oh, nice. So yeah, it's really, yeah. really a cool store. Yeah. yeah. And we're not, you know, just guns and right. Right. the typical thought of what you might think of. Sure. Shop is, so. Right. Yeah. Right. Cool. Well, I, that's it. That's called a day. That's a good show. Back on the interstate. <laughs> good, now, yep, I'll see you guys later. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So Aaron, what you've listened to a couple of our shows where we've touched on guns. What, what are we missing that you think should be said about guns right now in the culture? Uh, I've always been a, a number guy. So you start looking at the, uh, the numbers, you know, in 2020, uh, there was 40 some thousand deaths and gun related right. incidents, which one is too many. Right. Don't get me wrong. I, you know, I, I'm a hundred percent for a responsible gun owner and that gun controller is who's in the right hands. But you start taking those numbers, uh, 19,000 was actually related as uh, murder or accidental. The rest was suicide. A lot of there suicide. again, it's, it's absolutely terrible. But there, it a life. lot of those gun deaths are suicide. Yes. You take that small number as far as the population and actual, the overall deaths in the United States. And it's really minute, even though it's a terrible, terrible thing. I'm not trying to like that at all, but, we get so politically polarized about it sure. that we are waving these banners on such a terrible thing when it is really a smaller number of the problems in the United States. Well, then the obvious question, are there too many guns in the United States? Uh, you know, I'm not sure the numbers of the guns. In the United I think States. there's 300 million citizens roughly of, and yeah. 300 million guns. So one per citizen, you know, there's not a on national average, on average, yeah, on average, uh, you know, there again, you get into that collector, and I know guys that collect firearms, and sure. they absolutely would never be open out of the box again. You know, right. there it is. So, do you say they can't have those? Right. Yeah. That's no. Terrible. No. I don't. I, I think I've told the story on the air. Probably. Uh, you know, growing up in New Jersey, which is not necessarily a gun state per se, and when I say that, I mean you know hunters, but not really. It, it's just not woven into the culture, I guess, like it is in Kentucky. And I probably came here, you know, in my late twenties with some crazy notion of gun control and lived here a few years and realized, you know, you're just pissing in the wind, man. That's just it again to repeat, just so woven into the fabric of Kentucky culture that you're not gonna, you know, get rid of guns. So <clears throat> So then the next question becomes, how do you be responsible? What is the definition of a responsible gun owner? Because that really has to be the middle ground because you're not going to be able to take guns from people. You're just not. It's not going to happen. 
No, that's not. I don't believe that will happen. I think that, uh, and I've said it for a long time that it will be chipped away at. I do believe that. You know, and there's certain. But is chipped is chipped away at Aaron uh, a different way of saying better regulated? Well, I, you know, there again, I've been doing it, and I was with Walmart for seven years, and we sold firearms there, and I've done this now for twenty one years. Uh, the regulations that's on the book right now is unbelievable to follow to begin with. So I don't know what more regulations you can have for the honest guy that's going to be able to do any more than what we're doing. Well, I guess, I guess what it gets into is should there be federal law? So they always talk about um, how uh, Illinois is one of the most restrictive States in the country to get guns in yet every other day there's shootings or every day there's shootings in Chicago. But you can go next door to Indiana and buy all the guns you want because Indiana's laws are different than Illinois. So should there be federal laws if you actually want to regulate it or should it be up to the individual states? And then you have that kind of patchwork of states where you can and states where you can't. And then basically you can. (laughs) Believe it or not, there's more federal laws than there is state laws on that. And I wish I brought my book. I mean, it's probably about a two inch book of the regulations from the ATF, which is federal. And then again, states have their own laws, but. There is no state that you can transfer a handgun across state lines. So that's happening illegally, you know, and, and then what do you do to control that other than, you know, the, I blame a lot of that just being a soft on crime. We can regulate all we want to, but if we're not firm enough on crime and it's going to happen, when, when's it going to stop? Right. Just telling everybody they can't have a gun today is not going to stop that. Yeah, no, it's not. It's well, definitely not. You know, and I, and I don't mean to sound like a repeat, and you've probably heard me say, you guys have obviously both probably heard me say this on the show. No, you're not going to say you grew up poor. <laughs> oh, did, I, did I? Is he going to say no, that? No. You know what's funny? <laughs> I've heard that once. People don't know this. I, I actually grew up really, really rich, and people don't know that, <laughs> which is sort of, that's the inside joke. So I, I actually, I went sort of a, grew up with a limo French, driving me to Fresh school. Fresh Prince of Whitesburg? Yeah, it's kind of true. So no, I actually was very, very rich. It's, uh, <laughs> Thank just, you. So gotcha. Finally. <laughs> but no, I. I watched a, like a little mini documentary on Switzerland and how, you know, people are basically assigned a gun. I think all men are assigned a gun at like 16 years old. Uh, and it's sort of like um, almost like the country acts as a militia to protect itself, because I don't know that I'm going to get some of this wrong. Like if they don't have an active army, so they sort of just do it all. They all sort of. Yeah, the Swiss are, are always neutral, aren't they? Right, so yeah. kind of neutral thing. But they're all very well trained, so everybody has a gun, but the people are trained to use them. They know what they're doing. It's just not a situation where, you know, everybody has a gun and they don't know what to do with it. Because I think if you probably look at accidental deaths, you mentioned the number, or certainly accidental injuries with guns. I mean, I know people that have shot people on accident with a gun. I, I could probably name a handful of people. If you take what we have in guns and say, all right, we're going to, you know, we don't want to regulate this, but we have to have people being safe. And I don't know that people would completely disagree with that because that's not coming from a place of I'm a Democrat and I want to take your guns. I'm coming from a place of let's common sense, find a way to make the guns that we have safe because we've got what, 300 million, you said? I think that's right. So let's find a way that every person who touches a gun isn't playing a video game in their mind. Let's make sure they've been on a range. Let's make sure that, you know, they know what they're doing. And I know, you know, you're probably going to say, well, that's a slippery slope that leads to, you know, regulating them completely and taking them out of the hands. But I mean, we have to find a common sense way to keep what we're doing. If we want to keep the guns and then also keep people safe, right? Is is that completely unreasonable? I, I think it begins at home is where we've left this off at. But I, yes, the education at home is where it all begins. That that gun safety is right there. And I was taught as a young, you know, you do not touch this. Right. We didn't have to have them locked up when I was growing up. Right. I knew I was not going to touch that gun, or my dad was absolutely going to 
Right. Be a bad day for me. <laughs> but I think, and, and I think a lot of Republican arguments or uh, talking points start with, you know, the family unit and the family should teach that. And, and, and man, in a perfect world, I agree with that a hundred percent. I was taught, you know, guns as a young man, but I mean, in the real world, there's a lot of shitty parents and a lot of people who aren't teaching you the correct, like you and your wife, who I know personally are phenomenal parents. I've went and shot guns with you. I can trust you completely, but man, there's a lot less parents like you guys than there are like, uh, you know, kind of shitty parents. So maybe where we, maybe where the two philosophies differ a little bit is in the thought that perhaps government is there to help to protect you from the worst that's out there. Sure. So in a perfect world, if everybody were, were as responsible as Aaron's dad, Aaron's folks were relative to guns, it'd be great. But maybe the government's place is to fill some void where that parenting falls short. But then again, slippery slope. Right. I get that argument, too. Well, you know, there again, and I don't mean that, but the left seem like they always take it too far or label it wrong. I don't disagree. Uh, I mean, especially the left now. I mean, look, they're starting to leave me behind, Aaron. I, I, you know, I'm left to center, you're right to center. But, you know, the crazy, you know, like we've talked about, defund police. I mean, could there be a stupider phrase? And look at the war on police in the last year. Stupider phrase. 368 officers have been killed. Yeah, it's getting pretty bad. Where does that land at? Who's going to own that? Right. Well, it's funny, man. You know who's going to own it? Some of these lefties. I don't know if you saw the the African-American female who's the new mayor of San Francisco, basically, and she said shit on air. She said, basically, this shit has to end. Now, that's a very progressive individual looking at it and saying, we got to stop this. Yeah. Just take it too far. Well, I will say this, too. I think the left takes a lot of flack because I think our fringe, just like, you know, the right has their fringe, but our fringe does say, Defund the police, which of course means let's take some of that money and, and, and introduce some of that money in social programs or different things. Besides, does, but just a, just a marketing. But the, or the, yeah, the, well, the marketing term messaging. is wrong. But no, but there is a very far left fringe group that are anti-police. I think that's fair to that's say that do right. want to abolish as opposed to you know right. spread some of that money. It opens it up, just like you said. There was evil people in this world, just like there's sorry parents that's not teaching. Right, they right. take that and run with it. But yeah. now that no, said, that's right. I think a bulk of Democrats and certainly uh, left of center, but I think even pretty far left of center. I don't think we want to get rid of police. I think we want better training. I think we want, uh, you know, cameras. I, I just think we want to, well, Ray, go ahead. police one thing, but let's get back to guns. Cause, cause this is an honest question. I think, uh, how many on the left would would like to do away with guns? I mean, like I said, just from a personal anecdote, when I moved here, I was young and stupid and thought, ah, we got to just go door to door and take guns. That'll solve the problems. How big is that divide? Because you mentioned guns and abortion at the in the intro here. And to me, those are the two intractable issues. You, you know, there's a lot more beyond that. But those two just seem to be almost impossible. How many people left of center actually think it would be a good thing to have less guns? That's a fair question. And and I would say that probably is deeper than like a get rid of the police situation. I'd say there are a lot more Democrats that are fine to not have guns. Right. And then now, now how many get defensive because right. they probably think that also. So, yeah. And we've also probably got 30 states, though, that, uh, you know, still have 40 percent of the Democrats. Like I'd say most of the Democrats in our state aren't anti-gun. Right. Because you're exposed to them your whole life. Sure. So you may think like I think. We do need something to make folks a little bit safer. Right. But yeah, we don't want to infringe on, you know, these people that, you know, have done this as sport and as hobby for their whole lives. And, you know, do you have any answer what that something could be? Well, you know, I always go to, uh, if I have to be on a, 
have a driver's license, I'm fine to know that somebody's going to go out and take a safety course to get a gun. I know Aaron's not going to like that. No. But listen, uh, when I was in high school, I was in FFA and we took a hunter education course and was taught gun safety there. What's wrong with that in school? See, I'm they completely didn't fine with that too. To say go for it, but right. why not teach those children instead of a video game or a movie? Yeah, no, I agree with that absolutely. Uh, the left would lose their mind if we taught gun safety in school. Well, I, that's would they though? Oh yes, I, well, I promise you, they might. In I, Kentucky, be, even I'm not saying call. Kentucky. Okay, so well, yeah, I mean, I'm sure we if you are. say in New York City and, and we're maybe California, yeah. yeah, we're very sheltered. That's really interesting. But that I do think that might be the answer, and maybe that yeah. is against our, you know, our base. But I, I do think that the more education you have about guns, you know, the less like you're going to be likely you're going to be to have a little bit of that Swiss model, that Switzerland exactly, model. Yeah. completely, yeah. yeah. So again, a little bit of common ground, a little bit of common sense. So it's nice to be able because well, I've, every time I've brought up any type of courses and registration or any type of it becomes well, that sounds like Nazi Germany to me. They're regulating or whatever. But sure, we the majority do of training. Kentuckians that have guns have a CDW, which is a eight hour course. I mean, you have to go to the sheriff's department and be background. It's the biggest background check you can ask for. Mm-hmm. We don't even understand that. There's 34 states that are doing that, that honors ours and we honor theirs. I think where we lefties do fall short is in that notion of responsible gun owners, which is something I did learn here, you know, not, not too, not too thick to learn. You know, I have my friend Paul comes to mind who Trisden knows, who's got what some might term an arsenal, but Paul's both a collector and a hobbyist and is probably the most responsible gun owner I know. And I, I, never feel in any fear, which is exactly would be the way with you, Aaron. So that notion of a responsible gun owner certainly exists, but I think the left oftentimes kind of poo-poos that. No, that's a ridiculous statement. If you have a gun, you're irresponsible. No. No, that's not true. And again, I think the problem is with so many of these discussions too, Aaron sees the very farthest person on the left telling him, we don't want you to have guns. And our side sees Charlton Heston in a commercial saying, you know, everybody needs a gun to defend everything. And everybody doesn't, you know, I know people who don't need guns. There's a lot of people that don't need Ray doesn't need a gun. He's never had a gun. He doesn't need to start today. He could, but My I would house say, is a fortress. How dare you? <laughs> I have a good story on that. When I actually had a customer walk in, he was experienced a home invasion. Uh, they locked his family in a room and locked him in a room. He mm-hmm. had no idea what was going to happen to his family or their intent. It may be just stuff, but you don't know that intent. Sure. So guess what he did? The first thing he did is come bought a gun. So his like that, his ideology changed right. in that instant. Right. Because you can't sit back and wait, what if? The old you know, joke used to be that. a liberal is just a conservative who hasn't been mugged yet. Yeah. But <laughs> that's now, fine. Right, so let me ask you this then, Aaron. So some some agreement that responsible gun owners and you know, nobody's coming for your guns. Is there some line uh, of which we don't cross? Because I know, and not being someone who knows much about guns, I know that term assault rifle gets misused off in automatic weapons. So explain a little bit what those are. And in your opinion, are there some weapons that shouldn't be in the hands of the citizen? You know, there again, fully autos, you know. I, which is what? Uh, it's just a fully auto. Once you squeeze that trigger, it's empty. You know, it's fully auto. Like so a machine it, gun. It's not a semi-automatic, which, you know, we mentioned the ARs, which is an automatic rifle. You actually have to be working that to make it go. So it's just not pulling it and, and emptying the magazine. So right. to dumb it down for people that are on my IQ level, a semi-automatic means you pull the trigger each time a round is released, and a fully automatic means you pull the trigger once and shells continue to come out and like a machine gun. that's essentially meant for combat, is it not? Uh, essentially, yes. Uh, and you do have to get a whole special license to have that. You do. It's, it's, it's not just So those guns 
probably should it's be a, and are restricted. Yeah, they are very restricted. Okay, I mean it's it's a big and see we probably don't know that either. I mean this is Aaron's business, so he knows yeah. a lot of those restrictions. Well, I, I don't do the class three, and it's a class three, and you have to get actually approval from. The sheriff's department, and it's a very long process to, to, s- to sell or deal in those yeah. weapons, or yeah. even to buy that weapon, or even to buy yeah. it. Okay. So, what is the overreach of? Okay, so we've talked about what we think we could do to improve regulating, I guess, a little bit. What do, what do we get wrong now? Like, what are the laws? What are we doing that's stupid that doesn't make sense that just doesn't benefit anybody? You know, it's I don't know. You know, the laws that's on the book that we follow are. You know, it's unbelievably great, the background check that we do. I, you know, but I don't know any laws that's just absolutely stupid on. So you well, don't feel was, like they're – go they, ahead. I'm sorry. We, they always talk about gun shows, right? And right. Were, and I think a lot of those loopholes were closed. And, and I guess, uh, again, I'm not – I don't know this uh, chapter and verse, but I guess there were gun shows where you could just go and, and, and buy a gun with no real check or There or, still is. Yeah. And those still exist? That is the major loophole. In so maybe right those now. should be reined uh, in, yeah. So where do they exist? All over? All over, yeah. If it's a sanctioned gun show, I am allowed as a FFL to go sell there. I cannot FFL. sell. I'm a federal firearms license. Gotcha. And I had to go through a big approval to get that. But, gotcha. Um, I'm only allowed to sell on my premise or a sanctioned gun show, which is a nationally approved, this is going to be a gun show. The law in that states that if you're a collector of firearms and you say, I want to sell these today, you're allowed to go and sell that at that spot. With no further checks? With no further checks. But now there is laws that you're supposed to follow also. You know, they're supposed to check an ID. They're supposed to make sure you're in a state. They're supposed to ask the ages and all that stuff, which there again, there's people that's not going to obey the law. They do not. I know they do. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, well, and I always reference court days in Mount Sterling because I love it. But, I mean, you go there and you see a lot of people walking around. Court Days is like a big outdoor flea market for listeners who aren't from where I'm from. But you see a lot of people walking that you know have guns that probably you wouldn't sell one to. You know they wouldn't be able to buy one from you, but they walk up with $400 to a table. I've done it. I've walked right up to and and bought a a pistol, and it's not a, well, give us 10 minutes to do your background check. It's like, do you need some shells? Okay. (laughs) That's true. Like, that's not. Have you ever bought alcohol and not got carded? Oh, for sure. So, no. I mean, we can bring that all into the same That's loop fair. on that. That's fair. Yeah. I wonder how many people alcohol kills a year. <laughs> I'm sure there's a bunch. I, I mean, I'm sure if you take the long-term it's, effects, it's, it's probably a, a lot. Yeah, yeah. sure it is. <laughs> probably more. Well, actually, cars. Cars probably co- kill more people than Stabbing guns. Stabbing was not? 1,800 in 2022. Stabbing. Just knives. So. Wow. Well, we're going to go after knives next. Well, so again, I think the conversation, though, we're not trying to go after no, guns. We're just trying that. to find be safe. But, so you know, the flag bearers, the, you know, the people who wants to march. And so I'm not even sure they even look at the numbers. You know, they really sit down logically looking at these numbers on how horrific yeah. it really is in the United States. Yes, yeah. it's, it's not. There's more responsible gun owners than there actually I completely agree. You have zero chance pretty much of getting shot today going home. Well, that that is true. But I do think of the developed, I hate to say, of the Western world, which is, you know, Western Europe, us, Canada. Um, we, the U.S., far and away leads in gun death. I mean, that 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 yeah, does, that is a point that has to be made. That you take that percentage from the population, though. It's very, very Right, small. right. No, right. Statistics are, what's the old saying? There's lies, damn lies, and statistics. You can, you know, you can do a lot with statistics. But, you know, England, the, the, the entire United Kingdom will have seven gun deaths in a year. And they do highly regulate guns. But here's a, here's a real philosophic question, Aaron, that I've thought a, a lot about. And I think... You know, the way probably the way that people answer this question maybe gives an insight into their feelings on guns. But the question I 
want to ask of Drizden of you. Does the introduction of a gun into a given situation tend to increase or decrease the potential for violence? I've seen it both ways. On, uh, I, and I've said it for a long time, an armed society becomes a polite society because if I think I'm going to be shot coming into your house, I'm not going to come into your house. Nor I do think- I want to hit you in the, in the face if I thought I was going to be shot today. So, right. I mean, I do think that element backs that up a little bit too. Well, to that point, I would say, I think, and, and probably I can't speak for police, but if you go into any domestic dispute, and certainly I've seen that in my personal life, I think domestic disputes get a lot crazier when there's weapons. I mean, especially when you add alcohol, which you mentioned, or drugs, or you know, just stupid people who don't know how to interact with each other. So, I mean, again, I think with guns, if the right people have the guns, you know, then we're good. The problem is there's a lot of people that shouldn't have them. People with certain mental illness issues, uh, you know, I don't know. How do you how do you keep them in your hands and out of their hands? I don't think you're going to. There it is. Is that criminal side of it? But, you know, did, but does, don't you have to try somehow? We, we are. I mean, I can show you the laws on the books. Unbelievable right now to follow. What laws are on the books to keep uh, somebody with a mental illness from getting a gun? It's right on the form you have to fill out. You know, have you ever been mentally institutionalized or found incompetent to handle your own affairs? That's one of the questions you have to ask. And that's one that the ATF will look at. When I do an FBI background check, I'm signing into the same portal that if a police officer pulls you over and takes your ID back to the cruiser, I am signing into that same portal and I'm looking for warrants and anything like that, which I personally won't know that answer. But when I do that, I'll get a yes, no, or we're going to wait and really check this person out even further. So, I mean, it's already there. So, but that's something that it's not going to stop that flea market guy, or you're right. going to go make an extra hundred dollars. But that's the the wrong side of it. Or right? even if somebody's been institutionalized, it won't necessarily show up unless they just say, "Okay, I've been institutionalized, and I shouldn't have a gun." It depends on that institution. You know, if you're okay. found completely incompetent to handle your own affairs, is I tell right. you everything and say, "Hi, I need help this week." Right, yeah, you know, for sure. I think it's that bumper sticker that Aaron's talking about. You know, when they outlaw guns, only outlaws will have guns. I mean, which is kind of a it's, True. yeah. I, I mean, there's some merit to that. Yeah, I, certainly. But again, I think, and and I'm not a, a proponent of taking away guns. I just think, like you said, they're too ingrained in into our society. But I do think we need some some common sense updates, probably to the existing on the books laws. So, but, how do you answer the question? Uh, of uh, introduction of a gun to a given situation tends to increase or decrease violence. Oh, again, I just think going to like what I said with domestic disputes and husband and wife and bitch, you're cheating on me. And I just think most of those situations, if not all, you're, you're only asking for trouble having those types of guns in the house. And now this is again, coming from a person who I grew up super rich, but (laughs) knowing people that grew up really poor, it seems like there's the, you know, there's a poor element of folks who aren't as educated and, and maybe, ill-equipped to handle personal, uh, you know, inside the family tragedies smartly. You know, there's a reason sometimes that some of this stuff is generational and people tend to make really bad decisions when they're mad. So, you know, people in the news just this week, I think from Rockcastle County guy gets mad and grabs a gun and shoots his mom. You know, again, that's not most people with guns. It's a very small minority, but There's again, a story it, just came up where two officers got shot and a guy helped save that. And he killed that guy who shot those two officers. So, you know, so yeah, there's certainly examples on both sides. And I, yeah, if, if it was a simple yes or no, get rid of guns and everybody's happy or everybody gets a gun and everybody's safe, it would be easy, but it's not. So, you know, we're finding that the 
minute argument in the middle there. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I just think there's, there's gotta be a way to, you know, to keep guns in the hands of people who are responsible. So I like classes. I like well, registration. I, e, I was going to say, I e better regulate, yeah. better regulate guns, but that's when you get into the slippery slope. I mean, Aaron's going to say there are already lots of regulations. They're being ignored, I guess, in some cases. And how much more can you do short of, you know, well, how much more can you do short of taking guns? And then, and then you're, then you've got that huge fight on your hands. Well, you know what? And Aaron's probably got a good answer for this. But again, if I have to get a driver's license to have a, to a car, why don't we, why don't we do shooting licenses that are required for people for gun ownership? Is that, I mean, I know the slippery slope start answer that at school. Yeah. Why not? Which I'm fine with that too. Why not? Yeah. Now, do you, do you make that mandatory or an elective? I don't, uh, mandates are not good. Yeah. Uh, no matter what side you're on, when you tell someone you can't do something that you're going to fight. It's like a kid. Right. We're all kids. Okay. So like if you're a kid and we you, are all you, kids. you yeah. want the option to, to get your gun license at 16 years old and then you have that indefinitely, or if you choose to wait, maybe you can get it later. Maybe we have a, a range, you know, ranges set up like a driver's license center and you show up and you, you know, you bring your gun and you pass the test and you, you get a gun I, legally. You know, there are states that does that anyway. In North Carolina, right. you actually have to go to sheriff's department and say, I'm fixing to buy this firearm. And the sheriff signs off this. You have to take that card back to the gun store, and then the background check's completed. So there's there's some states doing that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So maybe it's maybe the answer is just some uniformity with that. Maybe Ray had mentioned just sort of federalizing some of this stuff. Maybe that. But again, I know it's not a you know New York City's not the same as Berea, Kentucky. So it is tough, I guess, to make everything completely uh, New uniform. New York City is not. And look at the crime rate. <laughs> Let's control all the guns right. and control everything. Yeah. And look at the crime. No. Rate. So I mean, it's it's a it's a shitty. Topic I'd much rather because there's defend no right myself answer. and. Hopefully, stop some crime rate. Then just say that we can't have it. A law abiding can't have that. Yeah, but well, again, that- it also is that American difference. You know, again, if you look at the Europeans and a lot of <laughs> Americans don't want to, but our lineage is derived from them. They just don't have the shootings that we have. So there's there is some difference. And again, I think it's and I know this sounds a little bit trite, but you know, John Wayne and you know that kind of Charlton Heston, that macho approach does play a role. I mean, you got to be honest. Oh, we're cowboys. Yes, Americans are cowboys. Sure. So that same cowboy, way with mask, band, uh, right. mandates, uh, that vaccine cow- mandate. We're all cowboys. That's right. That cowboy element fight. absolutely plays a role. That and automobiles. But I that's, mean, that's a you know, you're a car guy. I mean, the Europeans laugh at us like they couldn't give a rat's ass what they drive. It just true. gets them from point A to point. B, but that's really important that's, to Americans and I guess Germans. That's our freedom okay, but, that they don't have. You yeah. know, it's something else. Well, I don't know if they don't have it, but it is a difference. Well, they're I mean, restricted a whole lot more than we are. They are certainly restricted. They do have ones. the Autobahn. Yeah, they are. I don't well, want I said, to be the. I said the Germans. Right, yeah. The Chinaman standing in front of the row of tanks and I think Tiananmen Square. Well, Chi- yeah. yeah, no, no. I'm not, not, not going to be that guy holding two no, bags. No, I agree. You can't compare China in the United States, but you can certainly compare England, France, Spain. They're very restrictive too, um, China on firearms. Oh, God, yeah. Very restrictive. Yes, yes, very much so. But uh, it's, it's, yeah, it's a tough one. But thank you for that admission. I, I, I think that that's fair. A little bit of that cowboy element absolutely plays into, I got to have my gun, man. Because, I don't know, traveling with a gun, you, you know, or, or I, I know guys who make sure their wife always has their gun under their floor mat. See, to me, that's probably going to cause her, and Aaron would certainly disagree, it's going to cause her more problems than it's going to solve. Because this guy, Jack, and her, and, and, and there's another philosophical question, Aaron, and I'm sure I know how you're going to answer it, but should somebody really pay with their life because they want to steal a gold chain out of a drawer in your house? Trez and I talked about this when I heard it on the 
you know, you mentioned that the other day. And I, and I say that completely it, philosophical, but I do think the cowboy image plays a role in that a little bit. Like, God damn right, he should pay with his life. Well, he's coming I, into your house, and I know intent. Intent is a big thing. And I'm not going to tell you in the hypothetical that if somebody's in my house, I wouldn't want to eliminate them. I do get that. But that mindset is there of shoot first and ask questions later, I think. Well, sure, because I don't know. You know, I've got two intent, kids at home. Intent. What his real intent is. I could care right. less if he come and stole my phone. That's right. tangible. But nor my sanctity in my home can never be replaced either if something like that went down. Yeah, and those laws are different too. I think in the state of New Jersey now, it may have changed, but you could be arrested for murder for shooting someone who intruded in your home because it used to be that you were supposed to go to the furthest part of the house away from where they had come in and do everything that you can to minimize that confrontation. Why so. should I have to retreat when someone's coming at me? Well, yeah. Oh, no. And, and, and again, I had that conversation with Aaron. And if somebody came in your house with a poster board that says, I just need $30 for meth and I'm going to steal this gold chain. It's maybe you shoot them in the leg. Maybe you stab them. But again, people aren't coming into your house and saying, I'm not going to murder your yeah. children. And then, man, trust me. So I do get that. But again, argument. no. But Aaron likes to say, if you look at the number of deaths by gun relative to the population, it's tiny. If you look at the number of home break ins relative to murders, it's even tinier. It's a minuscule amount because most of these fucking cat burglars don't want to pay with their life because they just need a drug fix. So it does get a little crazy when you take someone's life over a gold chain. There again, you know, right? how do I know that's all he's doing? And when I lay down, but at if night, you look at the statistics, Aaron, it's a oh, tiny, yeah, it's tiny, common. tiny number of people who die are either shot by an intruder or shoot an intruder relative to the number of intrusions that there are, which are by the tens of thousands and very, very few deaths. Then there again, by the pure looking at the number, why should I change all the laws? Because that's such a tiny, minute number. Well, okay. It's the old one life thing. You know, one life is. Yeah, my kids, I, I want my kids living after sure. this happens. Right. Well, and that's, and, and that's a very emotional argument that you're not going to, you know, logically come well, to a good I've answer. I've talked to people with PTSD after something like that. I got gotcha. you. I mean, you know, that's right. No, no, I, very true. The trauma of it. it my, and my thing would be too, like every time I get on an airplane, there's like a one in four million chance that that airplane's going to have an issue. But I'm scared every fucking mm -hmm. time that thing takes off. So, yeah. again, and, and I think that compared to somebody Same breaking way. in your home, if you can eliminate that fear. But, Aaron, if I might, and again, you, you know, I, I, I hope you know that I'm sincere when I say that, you know, I still have my Jersey and Northeast liberal roots, but I've lived here longer than I lived there. So I do understand that I'm not arguing with you about your right to own a gun and you're certainly a responsible gun owner, but take an airplanes for a moment because I often make this case. And I know it's a much more controlled environment. But I'm old enough to remember when hijackings were literally a daily occurrence, most of them flying to Cuba, and the airlines had a problem that they had to deal with. Now, they could have gone one of two ways. They could have handed every passenger a gun as they got on the plane, or they could have completely restricted guns. And they opted to completely restrict guns, and the hijackings went away. So there are some who might say, well, the way to protect the people on an airplane is to give you a gun when you get on. But others might say, well, that would tend to increase the violence. Here's a better idea. Just take the guns from people and you won't have an issue. There's actually a gun on every plane, believe it or not. Well, there's There'd some of those marshals and so forth. But but you can't get on a plane with a gun and there no. are no shootings I can take planes. my gun on a plane. I mean, it is law that I can actually have it locked and be stored and I can take my firearm with me if I want. Where I end up, I can have that. 
Oh. But not have access to it while you're flying. Why would I need it? Right. A responsible person. Unless I want to bring it on to an evil intent, that's a different story. But right. your responsible people are game on. Don't, right. don't have it on the plane. Let's roll. Yeah. So, no, and I think in a microcosm of planes and schools and different things, I mean, I think that's a good point. But, again, I, I don't know that most well, people want to completely take Well, teachers guns. should be armed? I, you know, if they're, again, if the education was right, I don't have a problem with that either. Do they need to carry it on their side every day? No. Why can it not be at a certain spot or, right. you know, make sure it's secure and safe, of course. But Man, schools have gotten harder to get into. I mean, my tough. wife's teacher for 32 years. You know, it's good. Retired. It should be. Yeah. I, I, there was a lot of access back in the day. You just right. walked into any I, school you wanted to. I can remember in my grade school. Sure. The, um, the secretary, uh, her husband walked in and killed her right there at that school. Oh, oh no kidding. And so, you know, that's nobody asked a question. Nobody cared. He just walked right in. Well, and there it, it was. Locally? I mean, Waynesburg, Kentucky. Oh, my God. God. Really? Yeah. Were you going to school there at that time? I actually or was, I uh, had to get there to get the bus to go to the high school. So wow. uh, I was at the high school at the time. But Wow. Domestic dispute. That can Man, happen. That's yeah. Crazy. I mean, I, and that's the terrible part. And I'm glad it's restrictive now, you know. Sure. Yeah, no, no it is restrictive. My kids there. I want it safe. That's right. You know? No, absolutely. We want, we want safety for our kids. That's exactly right. And Aaron, am and, I and missing something in uh, domestic disputes? Is there a better way? I mean, or is there just, that's just going to always be a part of it. Yeah. Some <laughs> idiot husband's always going to be mad and shoot his wife. Or is there a way to sort of. There's a few wives that have shot husbands. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag feminism. I think there's a country song there. <laughs> right. So I think the numbers overwhelmingly say it's the other way, but I mean. It's just going to be part of it, or is there something we can do to sort you know, of? Help unless that? we can become the movie Minority Report, I don't know if you ever watched. Yeah, that. Oh, yeah. familiar. How with can that. I predict what yeah. you might do tomorrow? That's right. You know, and right. people come in and buy a firearm for me, and I do my thing. I do all the safety thing. I hand all the literature out. I go over the firearm. I still don't know what they're going to do tomorrow. Fair point. I have I have no control on that. Right. And I will say to your credit, and this is a conversation we've had off air. You've actually not given people guns that were allowed to have guns just because you had a bad feeling like, or knew yeah. them. And we are the last line of defense, believe it or not. But right. yet we're the ones that get attacked more than anything. Even Biden stood up there the other day and said, there's zero tolerance for gun dealers now on even the smallest mistake. But we're the last line of defense. You know, we have to, someone needs to have our back too. And have you to Tristan's oh, point yeah, yep. opted out? Oh, okay. I've well, done it at Walmart one time. And uh, kudos to you. They actually called the police on me. Oh, uh, no kidding. Yeah, I'm like, of course, you know, the police, had a ball with that one, but right. yeah, even at my store, you know, they come in, they're drunk. Oh, see, that's cool. You can tell. And, say, man, you know, and I just don't have it today. Probably ninety nine, whatever the percentage is of people you sell guns to, don't do anything <laughs> bad with that gun. So again, statistically speaking, yes, yes. So, so I, I guess so part by, of what you're saying is just look, right. Just look at the statistics. Use a little common sense. We want to use science. Stop we want to so use scared. numbers. Yeah, it makes me question then the how political we make it yeah. on anti-gov movement, or we have to do something about this. You know, it's, and there again, I don't want to make light of any death, but the numbers aren't there to support this movement that has Draconian to be Draconian movement, anti-gun movement. Well, and we saw this week, maybe a few weeks when this airs, but the Sandy Hook settlement mm -hmm. this week. Yeah, against Remington, right? Against Remington, which, right. Which may put them out of business. Well, Remington was already in a class 13, I believe, uh, they actually, Remington did not settle. It was the insurance companies that settled. And there is a law um, that does prohibit frivolous lawsuits against Dodge if you if I killed sure. you with my Dodge truck. So sure. um, it was really a different settlement. And I'm sure some of the far left will go to the point where now, you know, but it's, the insurance did settle on that. When gotcha. I, I read the article the other day, uh, 
it still had nothing to do. The lawsuit actually brought up that was Bushmaster trying to say this is a uh, Rambo and right. you know, right. Never do they do that in their advertisement to encourage you. This guy stole his mother's weapon, shot her, and went to school and done that. Remington can never predict that. No, no, that's never. fair. They cannot. So uh, it really did not go against Remington. It went against the insurance companies. And there again, I'm in the, the firearm industry, and it's getting harder and harder to get insurance to cover you because of firearms. It's getting harder and harder to get even a credit card company to want you to use their credit cards. Is that right? Oh, it's getting awful. And, you know, that started in Obama era that really is stopping small pops like me. That's how they will end up putting us on out. Is that regulations on that? So is that something that we maybe aren't aware of that there is kind of a movement afoot to huge. eliminate gun huge dealers? Movement. It's a huge movement, and I don't think you all understand that. Most of them don't understand that. Uh, yeah, me neither. You know, all your credit card processing companies, uh, all your anything that goes along with the insurance. I have one insurance company that refused to even talk to me, and that was on the liability of the building, not had nothing to do with liability on the store. And anything. if you eliminated guns, that wouldn't be the case. No. Really? Let's go for it. So where's the pressure from them? Coming? That's what I always say. Where is this political movement and these flag bearers that wants to do that? When on such a very small, you have more chance of a shell falling hitting you than one of my firearms killing you in that store. So thing. did you say that to the insurance oh, sure. guy? And his answer, her answer was? Oh, we just don't do it. It's just, uh. they don't have an answer really for me other than that's their political motive is all it comes down to. And it's not Interesting. Good. Yeah. Wasn't aware of that? Yeah, me neither. I mean, I would have to assume that like by the numbers, ATVs are a million times more yeah. deadly than guns. But it doesn't matter because that's not the political movement, right? Yeah. And again, I'm not. I'm not yeah. the most like. I don't want to feel like I'm everybody needs a gun type of person. I just feel I'm like not we either. need some common sense with you know in who. Sad part is there is right, but you can't stop that bad person that's going to do something. No, How do I right. stop that person? You, <laughs> I guess the question too sort of becomes: uh, take the Jason Aldean concert a few years ago. If there, if we had somehow the got Las Vegas shooting? the Las Vegas okay. shooting, if we had somehow got to him before that, or sure. what, or he couldn't have done that with a knife. He couldn't have went down. I mean, he could have no. came down there and stabbed a few people. Like he could have maybe driven a car. Like you know, he could have killed a few people. Like any idiot, crazy person can do some damage. But can we do something to eliminate that option with guns? Because I don't think you can ever do as much damage as you can with a gun, unless you're hijacking a plane and flying it into the World Trade Center. He used a bump stock. Right. Uh, And in Trump era, it was absolutely the, probably the most presidented control that ever came out. Uh, They deemed it illegal. Uh, You had to destroy something that you bought legal with your own Money at the so, time. So uh, explain a bump stock. A bump stock uh, turns a firearm. Once you kind of get it to a point, it kind of starts rocking itself. Kind of turns it into almost a semi-automatic really? weapon. And, you know, I have a no problem really with eliminating that. Okay. I do have a problem with how Trump done it. He went in and, well, underneath his administration, I don't say Trump done it, but. I will say Trump did it. Yeah, of course. <laughs> you know, there again. <laughs> when he wasn't busy plotting on our country, was. he was yeah. he was trying I, I, to get evil, rid evil. of guns. Yeah, it's always Trump's fault. But so you are these things you build your own? No, you it's actually a it's a, a stock that goes on the end of a firearm, gotcha. semi-automatic firearm. It has a little block with like a rubber band, and it helps it just bounce. Okay, what it's doing is actually bouncing your finger back and forth on that trigger, and when you actually get it to that certain spot, it will almost become almost automatic. fully auto. It's not quite, but it. How about that? Uh, but it was banned. And, you know, there again, I don't have a major problem with that. I had the problem with that something I bought legal with my own money, which I did not own one, 
you know, do a buyback, do something like that. No. Don't stand up and sell American citizens. Uh, you had to destroy your own personal property. And I'm fine with that. Yeah. You know, there's some common ground there. I, I mean, if you're banning it, that's fine. fine. Ban it. But, yeah, pay these people back or give them some kind of credit. Do a buyback. Yo, tax absolutely. credit, yeah, something. Yeah. Sure, and I right. promise you, there's people that did not do that. Oh, of course. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. yeah, of course. Now, talk about ammunition, Aaron, because I have heard that that has gotten, uh, that was one strategy. Uh, give them all the guns they want, eliminate them, make it almost impossible to get ammunition. But is it, has it gotten harder or certainly more expensive to get ammo? Oh, uh, well, just because of the uh, pandemic done that. Oh, yeah? Uh, okay. But even it, prior, was it? No. No. Okay. And people, you'll be surprised just right here in Berea that reload their own ammo. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're never really going right. to stop Now, that. how about these 3D printed guns? What yeah, the hell are know, these things all about? You know, there again, I... I uh, <laughs> Who knows, right? It's a whole nother... Do you have 80%? any clue what the hell it even is? A little mm-hmm. bit, yeah. I mean, it's just a, you, you make a gun from home that's not on any list with no serial printer, number. And Have you seen a 3D printer? I've never seen no. uh, seen the printer itself. I've bought things that have been 3D yeah. printed, but no, I've never so seen I've had two 3D plastic. printers. Have you? Yeah. How many guns printed. have you made? Oh, hundreds. <laughs> <laughs> it takes way too long up. for me to do. <laughs> I can just go to the store and get one. So and, what and did it, you make with your 3D printer? Uh, actually, uh, I had them come in at the store and I let a friend have them. And he actually made a, a wrench that was on the... Uh, International Space Station, they actually make some God. of that stuff. So is it all plastic? Yeah, it's that's amazing. Wild, it's very man. durable. I mean, it's very durable. shocking. Yeah. That's that cool. is crazy. And that's yeah. the future. Huh? I well, would sure. assume. And, I, and Aaron, uh, are you pro or anti 3D printed guns? I am uh, pro the freedom of doing it, but I still think it ought to be uh, serialized and, and done that number. I don't have a problem with that. Yeah. Okay. As far as the 80%, I don't know if you're aware of 80% lowers now. Uh, there's nothing on this lower of a AR. Eighty percent. No, what's called eighty percent done. Yeah. So I can buy this. There's no paperwork, and I can actually go ahead and complete this firearm. Oh, eighty percent done is yeah. the weapon. Yeah. And then you. Oh, okay. Once I complete it, I have a weapon at home that really was no background check done. Right. Um, now, if they go sell it, they're supposed to serialize it and then turn it into the ATF for. But who's doing so that? So there are right. a lot of laws that. that you and I aren't aware of that Aaron is because it's his business, and right. they, he's paying. He, he he's paying heed to him, but not every. Else and I would say I would I would be on the uh, opposite point of that. I, I don't think you should be able to 3D print guns just for the reasons you gave. The people aren't going to put a serial number on it, and they are going to sell it to somebody that's going to go and use it for mischievous purposes. But then you tell the person who wants to do it the right way that they can't do it. Well, but, the, well, no. well, no, you could do it. How about you could do it, but you when you're doing it, it's being registered. That's what and, I said, and, you know. Yeah, so, you serialize it. Right. Yeah, not necessarily register it, but agreed. Go ahead and yeah, serialize it. Agreed. But not as, not as just a blank weapon. With no All right, here's a question. Is there any example in America of anything, leaving guns aside, a- anything that that has successfully been regulated out of um, common use? Oh, wow. Good question. I mean, I guess not. Not completely. I mean, I think you could probably... Make a lot of um, points that things have been regulated to the point of almost out of use or almost Such complete, as? but not well. Alcohol for a, a little bit of time with okay. prohibition. But um, then speakeasies were everywhere, sure. and yeah. nobody stopped drinking. Yeah. 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 Nobody it. stopped drinking. So, uh, drugs, same. Yeah, same with drugs. Y- y- you know, there's always going to be. Um, yeah, it's an interesting question, isn't it? Yeah, maybe some Facebook people can. Let you know and say we're missing something, but really, you know, I don't know. Is that the libertarian view then? Just kind of, you know, what can I, you stop? I cannot even begin to tell you the uh, customers that are Democratic that buys firearms from me, and uh, quite a few they collect. Yeah, so, sure. I mean, I, sure. I don't see it as a 
Yeah, really, no, no, I'm just saying the libertarian approach to, you know, you're not going to stop gun violence. Oh, you're not going to stop I, drug I, use. You're not going to stop people from drinking. So you basically stop trying to I, regulate it and let people do what they're going to do. Well, I would say the same with drug use. Like for me, now this is, I don't, this may be libertarian. I don't think you make drugs illegal. I think you just tax the shit out of them and you build a lot of treatment centers to help people that need and want help as opposed to just yeah. outcasting them from society and letting them but die. You know, uh, Jaeger makes this point in Colorado. The black market never goes away, even with legal drugs, because the black market is going to be cheaper than the regulation because of the taxes. So even in places where it's legal, Colorado, first and foremost, because I think they led the country, but now 24 or five states, there's still a black market for weed. True. But you're still, I think if, if I don't think anybody at the table smokes pot or does marijuana, but I, I would say if all of us at the you table find something offensive about that, <laughs> just a little bit. No, but I think the point is, is if uh, you and I as three middle class, well, Aaron's rich, but Ray and I are middle class, you know, if if we wanted, I know, and he's the only coming in at 500 a month sponsoring the show. (laughs) You could do at least a grand. Scamping. That we didn't talk about. I love guns. Did I tell you that? This is just in off the wire. Ray changes stance on guns. Follow the money. (laughs) Oh, oh, man, that's funny. Yes, I don't have any idea of the point I was uh, We were just talking about, you know, <laughs> regulations Something. and so forth. But anyway, but, so, yeah. so, all right, so I, I, that, that's cool. I think there's agreement on that. I think it comes back to being tougher on crime, which we are not right now. We're not. No, it's, it's um, and, and it's, you know, it, it's just a hard one to, you know, it's so easy to make the other you know, liberals are going to tell you that Republicans are just totally draconian and they want to lock everybody up. And, and conservatives are going to say liberals just want to let everybody go. And like everything else, the, you know, there's a middle ground. I mean, Biden himself was was one of the authors of that crime bill that they took so much crap about in the 90s where Clinton really did up the, you know, up the penalties and so forth. But I'm not looking for upping penalties on someone got pulled over because they had a joint or, but you know. These massive repeat offenders and violent offenders, and they're releasing some of them. It's just, and yeah. you see the news that yeah. it's terrible. Yeah, There's it's a city in Houston that is 156 deaths has happened over the course of so many years, but of all people who has been repeat offenders, has been let out. So yeah. there's 156 people has died because of yeah. the stance was too loose on, and I, on I, that. I don't know that that's a liberal thing. You know, I've never talked to somebody, even a far left person that said, you know what, we're, we're keeping rapists and murderers in jail too long or in prison too long. So, you know, if they paint the weak on crime left is that, I I don't know that I think where the left sort of makes their hay is you shouldn't be in jail for 75 years for pot. You shouldn't, you know, if you have a completely unviolent history, you know, there should be a light at the end of the tunnel for you. You should be able to get some help and figure it out. But at the same time, you know, I hear about people that have raped somebody or murdered somebody like, well, they pulled their nine year sentence and they're, they're back out. I mean, that's crazy to me. And I don't know that that's one sided. That may be a money thing. You know, we're paying hundred thousand, two hundred thousand dollars per inmate to house these people for a year, which seems insane. But uh, I don't know anybody on the left that is very anti large sentences for violent criminals. Well, no, I, you start looking at California, you start looking at New York, and even New York, uh, I think they're in some was letting 200 that were serious convictions out, and there was a big uproar. I don't know this act, but it was not Cuomo. It was the uh, acting governor, intern governor, right. or whatever, but right. there was 200, and then still look at the crime in New York all of a sudden. You know, you can't, you, you have to have some kind of 
weights and measures on that. And it does feel yeah. like as a as a system it fails in that way. What I mean, you talked about that victim. I mean, we want to right. What about the victim? We don't talk about that no more. Completely. Mm-hmm. All agree. we want to talk about is the gun or why this happened. But the victim is what. Why did we let that happen in society? Why did society fail that victim and let that happen again and again right. and again? I agree, hundred percent. And I, and I don't know what the answer is. I don't know. I, but I, I don't think it's a partisan answer. I think that should be something we should be able to all get together on some pretty serious. What? You know, like if you commit murder nationally, you should have to pull more than 15 years. I'm, I'm all for bringing up the stockades in the middle of town square. Yeah. You know, <laughs> we I are, don't know if I quite go cutting, that far, but off a hand I, for I don't want to no, stop I, it. <laughs> but we, there again, we're going to put them in prison and give them free education, yeah. free healthcare, movies, weight system, play ball. I'm not saying it's the Hyatt, right? But it is not what it was back in. And, and there again, I have no problem with the. Uh, the conditions and needs to be humane. Right. But I think there again, we go too far on. Yeah. Well, no, again, I I think if you take a child predator and nothing is too, too bad for them. No, but I think the only problem, we're definitely off on, uh, off on a tangent, slightly off topic, slightly (laughs) off topic. But again, you, you have somebody like if you take our criminal justice system for the fifties, sixties and seventies, You've got a lot of black people doing a lot of sentences for stuff they didn't do. And then if you do have these sort of draconian laws where you're just beating the shit out of these people or whatever, and then, you know, 20 years of that, and it's like, oh, well, we have DNA now, and they definitely (laughs) didn't have anything to do with that. So you do run that risk. So I don't know what the answer is there. Kudos to Trump for that, huh? For what? The prison reform. Yes, yes. Yeah, he was a part of that. Yes, no, he, he. There is a black that, lady right now that will hug him every time he sees yeah, him. Yeah, no, of that. He, he, that's that, that was means something a lot. He accomplished. Absolutely. Yeah, well, I've always said about Trump, reform. with the exception of trying to destroy our, destroy our entire democracy, he did a couple good things. Well, I have a different take. You know, our democracy will get destroyed if we keep with the wokeness, the cancel culture. When I can't respect you having a an opinion and me try to cancel you or cut you out, that then the. That's when and you'd admit that's both sides. Though. That's both sides. Yeah, right. the Republicans, Democrats, they right. want to cancel each other. And that's the sort of the point of the show, man, to, to prove, again, we say a lot, but that people can come in if you have just a little bit of respect for each other and have these types of conversations and not realize that people are just stupid or evil or whatever. Like, we're just all trying to get through based on what we've learned in our lives. I have a great example of a customer coming to shop, and you would never, and I hate to say it by appearance, think that he was not a Trump supporter, but absolutely you know, the world ended with him. And we talked about it for a moment. And uh, he said, I'm voting Biden. And I said, you know what? I'm very happy you're going to go vote. I don't have it. I said, I hope your guy loses. I said, right. but I'm tickled that you're going to go and vote. There What's wrong with that? I have no, I never, and sure. I'll talk to him every day he comes in. I love him to death, but uh, Dan, why would I ever want to cancel him or say, I don't want to deal with him just because he had an opinion. I no, mean, that's exactly right. That's and, where and I that's... think there again, the left and, and some of the far has went too far on, I'm going to cancel you because I don't necessarily agree with what the you left said. and right. Yes. Yeah, has I agree. Went too I far. said both. Yeah. 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 Just then you said left though. So I said left just, and right. He said, he said left and right. Yeah, I, was, might, I wasn't might, listening. Might, might emphasize left a little more, but <laughs> sure. to, be, to, to be fair, um, I think uh, as someone who did live in those two different places and, and this would, you know, I can, I can already hear my brother who we hope to get on as a guest, just pulling his hair out when I say this. Uh, cause he's a pretty progressive dude. Uh, there is 
some faction of the left that wants nothing to do. Well, all right. I don't know if you listened when Tony was on, another conservative friend of ours. And I asked Tony this question. I said, Tony, what is it you find so distasteful about Nancy Pelosi specifically and just people on the left generally? And his answer was that they dismiss me. They're very dismissive. And that exists. I mean, there are people in and around New York who don't ever want to come through here and just want to fly over it, hence fly over country. Same with California. Except for Trump. And I do think, right. And I do (laughs) think there is some dismissiveness. Uh, So so what is it, other than the wokeness and the cancel culture, what is it that you find so that you can't, why is it that you feel you can't trust those folks? What is it so strong? I, you know, I think she represents her constituents. Yeah, that. Pelosi. I, I, but personally, just liberals I, specific, you know, generally, not I have specifically. My bigger problems with even both sides is the length of time has been up there. I think it's time for her to go on. I don't right. I, As far as me saying I disdain her, I can't say I disdain her. I did not like her standing and ripping up the State of the Union State address. The union you don't address. do that. But do you feel that there are some people sure. on the left side who are dismissive of you as a proud Kentuckian who sells guns for a living, they would sure, have a tendency oh, yeah. to have no desire to hear your opinion. I had a customer walk in. I'd never seen him before, so I'm not, I can't say he's a customer, but the pandemic was kind of easing. Uh, everything's kind of opening back up. And he walked into the counter and asked me how I was doing. I said, fine. I said, how are you doing? And he said, uh, did the shutdowns hurt you? And I said, fortunately I was deemed essential, which we did go curbside only. We did go try to help everything that we could uh, I said, fortunately, I did not have to completely shut down. You know, I lost help, and, you know, there were still sure. hurt things on it. He goes, well, I'm glad you got fat while everyone else suffered. And turned around oh, and walked out. Oh, God. You know, <laughs> what do you say to that? And how do you ever change wow. his attitude towards anything? Right. Well, that's Never seen him forward in my life. Wow. No, but, uh, so but you I just kind of sat there with fat. your head cocked. Like, yeah, I'm like, what the hell? What just happened? Man? I'm not going to sell him a firearm. That's right. Fu- <laughs> <laughs> That's funny, Aaron. Yeah. But, oh, but man. That does exist on both sides, though, right? Like, everybody has to have somebody to look down on. And I, and I certainly, you know, people in Kentucky, not all people. I mean, most of us are in the middle and kind of normal intelligence type people. But there is that same, oh, these people just don't get it. Like, they're so stupid. And, you know, it definitely is both sides. I think one of the best examples of that, and I'm sure you guys will agree, and it's a fun exercise. I would suggest it to anybody. Turn on any hour, 7 o'clock, 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock, and watch five minutes of CNN slash MSNBC and watch five minutes of Fox, and you will find those two worlds. There's just They're just never doing the same story. Never, ever. Fox is doing something on fucking Hyder, Hunter Biden, and now it's Hillary's back in the news. And, MS- <laughs> Thank and, God. and, and MSNBC <laughs> is just beating up Trump. I mean, never do those two sides ever do a story, even this Ukraine story. On Fox, it's all the fault of Biden. On MSNBC, it's all... All the fault of Putin and, and the Republicans can't say a bad word against Putin because he's Trump's buddy. I mean, it's really those echo chambers are fantastic to, yeah. to experiment with and, and, and look at them. It is strange. And, and I think the good thing is when people on both sides can recognize that. I think the problem is when people are at a certain level, this is, sounds prickish, but like a certain level of well, intelligence. You're a prick. I, well, that, that is fair. <laughs> That's what I'm getting on my tombstone. Tristan Reynolds, lies. prick. Uh, but there's a, a level of intelligence where if you're in that bubble, and this is on both sides, where you feel like this is the only news and you're in that bubble and like, so. oh, well, yeah. how, people don't even understand how you could not like Trump or people don't even understand how you could not like Biden. It's Oh my gosh! Well, you've you've got to follow yeah. both sides. Really, a, a better a better question than what America has successfully regulated out of use is where can you go now for some 
unbiased or just unfettered news that you can actually trust. Well, people don't like when I say my Republican friends NPR. don't like when I say this. But, you know, the Sunday morning political shows, you may you may say when the panel comes on, you're, you've got a, a, opinions. But prior to the panel, you've got somebody from both parties that are going to come on and yeah, give like their meet views. The press. Yeah. yeah, meet the press. Uh, yeah, I, I all think the he Sunday does a shows. pretty good job. So again, I mean, Chuck Todd may be left-leaning, but right. he does bring McConnell on. He does bring exactly. on uh, Lindsey Graham, and then he brings on a, a, a Bernie Sanders. And then the panel, and when it's on, is generally conservative liberals, both represented. No, right. I think that's fair. So, so yeah. So, I, again, I've heard a lot of my Republican friends say it's complete garbage. But that said, you are at least you're getting the highest-ranking Democrat senator with Followed by the highest ranking. By the way, I don't know if you know this or not, Aaron, but he does a pretty good Bernie Sanders. You might ask him a question like that. (laughs) Bernie, Bernie, what's your opinion on guns? (laughs) Bernie, Bernie, what's your opinion on guns? Who I'm told is an asshole. (laughs) So what's your, Senator Sanders, what's your opinion on guns? Uh, Nobody needs guns. Who needs him? I wonder if he's got one, Bernie. He's a he's a Vermonter. He's definitely got people oh, around him that has some guns. I'll tell you that. That's, that's we don't want guns, thing. but we want security. I mean, well, yeah, and you but can again, make that case. Sure. Yeah, and you can make the case that that's trained people who should have guns, uh, which I'm all for. So, well, with the time is all certainly, guns. We never certainly. even mentioned abortion. Thank you. Yeah. We didn't get into we, the good stuff. So we, we saved some. What was the good stuff? The abortion part. Oh, wow, really? Well, that's part two. We'll bring you back. We'll bring you back <laughs> yeah. for part two. There's not going to be any settlement there. Well, real quickly, sure, what's your what's your what's your view? Uh, my view, uh, my heart goes out to any family that has to make a decision. Right. For one, I would uh, concur a hundred percent, Aaron. Uh, that's a hard 100%. decision to make. Uh, I also do know that ninety-two uh, percent of abortions in 2020 was six hundred and thirty-eight thousand. 92% of it was a healthy mom and a healthy baby. So it's not rape. It's not medical all. And that's something I look at. You know, I, I don't have an understanding that if it's something serious or something that's really affecting it, but just to say I don't want this or society has put on a woman at that time that's not good for her, then society has failed. Safely, Susan B. Anthony's rare. quote, believe it or not. Uh, really? Susan oh, B. Anthony. Yeah. Society has failed that woman if we put that pressure on her that it's not a right time or it's not affordable now. That's that's where society has failed that Susan woman. And stop not, bringing your friends into it. Hey, you know, that's, uh, <laughs> that's feminist at its finest, you <laughs> know, exactly to support right. the women, not just say, hey, this, yeah. you know, and who, who, you know, I don't want the, any outside influences to influence that woman saying this is not the right time for me because of my job or because of money or health care. It should be there again, provided it need be. Please. Oh, well, you know, just going to say that I think if you even take rape and health of the mother off the table, I mean, you still have finances. I still think you have a Republican Party that says you have to have this baby, but don't ask us for help at any point after. Now, you're probably not like that. In the middle. Society's not taking care of that woman. But I definitely, certainly the right side, the base of your party is very pro having a baby and very anti-welfare, very anti-helping out anybody. You know, I hate that, you know, and it's been several times on the show that you have laid that on Hit the Republicans' feet. Uh, even uh, one of your friends, Dave Townsend, I believe, said you cannot be a social worker and be a Republican. That is a terrible statement to make. I know several Republicans that does care about fair. the society. You That's cannot fair. make that kind of a statement. And, and let me add this, and here again, I, I can picture my brother pulling his hair or Dave Townsend. Uh <laughs> I think too often people who are anti-abortion get painted with a brush of closed-minded, narrow, backwards. When there are people who truly come to that view that abortion is wrong, 
based on a lot of soul searching and, and heart wrenching and, and, and actually do think that it is murder, that that is God's child. And I think the left does a pretty poor job of trying to understand that. I think they just say those are narrow, backward, middle American people who don't get it. Their religion is, is, is overriding every rational decision that they could make. And I think, frankly, that's a little bit unfair. I would agree with you, Ray. And I think that 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 is the thing about abortion. It's I envy any woman that's ever had to make that decision. I personally in my household would think that would be wrong because, you know, if there was a, unless there was a need again, health or rape, something like that. But I just think, yeah, it's not the, it's not a pleasant thing to think that there's something that's growing inside of a woman that they're going to stop from growing. I mean, it's, I, I don't think you're human unless you think of that as, uh, Something, a real serious thing to think about as opposed to just a political issue or yes. we're owning the right or the left. Right, and people right, are small right, minded. I mean, right. it is a very real uh, situation for a lot Absolutely. of a lot of folks. And, and everybody at the table, yeah. I think, again, middle class white guys is probably just not a thing that we've ever had to really worry about. Right. But at the same time, no, I, you know, upper the, middle class, a couple of us. They're, they're, well, you deal well, well. One of us. It actually goes in order. It's a crescendo. <laughs> I, I grew up poor. We go rich with Aaron, middle rich yeah. Ray. You know, like just slower, lower middle rich for me. But no, I, I think it is. A, it you know, it's awful that it has to be discussed, and that's why we say like we should, you know, we should try to help women that want to have these babies. Yeah, there should be a lot of services yeah. and different things if they can. But again, I, I can't speak for the women that. You know, I don't know what's going on in their home. There's a lot of molester uncles out there in the world. There's a lot of situations where women know they can't afford to have these babies. Uh, there, you yeah, know. I think that's where society failed them. And it's not sure. because of that. But, you know, even Justice Ginsburg said it went too far and nobody don't, you know. Sure. There again, She's I not think they be left it too, too far. Right? Um, you know, in 1854, that law of Roe versus Ray come from that. I don't know if you read much on that one, but uh, it's a Texas law that was in 1854 that if it was the— uh, the health of the mother, the child would be aborted. Of course, that law was overturned by Roe versus Wade. Mm-hmm. But you know, it went so far that when they started talking about the privacy and the the fetus, and you know, none of that is in the Constitution. So, how do you base that? Which you know, most of the time your justices are looking at the Constitution. Hat it opened it up to where there's, it's almost an unlimited cause can be. Yeah, I think that's right. Yeah. And that's where Justice Ginsburg said that, you know, it went too far. far. There again, my heart goes out to any family that has to make that decision. I I couldn't imagine. Yeah. Abortion on demand. Not, not, not a great thing. There's nothing wrong with some. The majority of the Americans would agree with us on that one. And and I think the good news, at least uh, to end on a positive note, uh, it political party, uh, excuse me, political party of the president is completely irrelevant. Mm -hmm. Political party of the Senate, that the abortion rates are going, have consistently went down over the last 40 years. Every four years, it's lower. 1960, uh, um, 1996, there's 1.3 billion or million. And then uh, last year was 638. So there you go. So it is. Yeah. So every year it's it's a little more education. And And birth control. When we look back, you know, and you had one guest that even mentioned that contraception is abortion. It's not. I mean, there again, when you look at the science, uh, this is coming straight from WebMD, you know, a contraception, the ovulation stops. It stops that so that 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 fertilizer can't uh, drop, fertilize that egg. Um, It does prevent that from that conception happening. And there again, depending on what debate you want to fall on, whether it's conception or implantation or. Sure when you decide that that fetus is alive. But, you know, as soon as that zygote, which the science in the last few years has come up with, that, you know, this is, and this is, there again, purely science, 
that that uh, zygote has the four definitions of life right there, and it's completely different other mothers already, and that's scientific journal. So there's something there already at that implantation, or not implantation, but fertilization that's happened. Well, Ray grew up Catholic, and actually uh, uh, yeah, masturbation was abortion sure. in Ray's house. Mm-hmm. Wow. The Bible even says it's uh, better for your seed to fall on the belly of a whore than on the ground. <laughs> and Ray is always saying that off the air. Off the air, Ray I always said it says that. I said sorry. <laughs> Just On that note, Aaron, it was a lot of fun. We will we will bring you back. Sure. Yes, sir. And, and you should tell yes, that to your sir. wife next time we're around. Oh, I yeah. want to see what she thinks of that. I don't that, think she'll that like theory. that very much. <laughs> All right, guys. So, uh, uh, I'm kind of speechless. Yeah. <laughs> Got a little Bad Wolf Gaming. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, top 10 list today. So, uh, again, folks, uh, give Bad Wolf a call at 859-646-6061. Or better if yet, you, stop by. Dan and Asa, they will take care. And uh, uh, Dustin. Yeah. yeah, Dustin and Dan. So really cool place if you're into the fantasy lifestyle, fantasy world, all the card uh, card special games, or if you just got a family and you want to go play some Monopoly, man. Check out Bad Wolf in Berea. Uh, you're not going to want to miss it. So brought to you by Bad Wolf Gaming, the top 10 COVID cures that your uncle saw on Facebook. Mm-hmm. So top 10 COVID cures your uncle saw on Facebook. We've heard some of the other ones, the, the horse stuff and sure. some of these sure, things. Sure. So, okay, a few more that you haven't heard of. Number 10, Tide Pods. Those kids knew what they were doing. They were taking the Tide Pods. Uh, number nine, pepper spray. Number eight, Rudy Giuliani's hair dye. Nice. Number seven, masks, but they only work if they're on your forehead. Number six, the flu shot. Oh, the flu shot actually cures yeah. COVID. Yeah. Number five, winning its categories, the board game. Actually cures COVID, your <laughs> uncle saw on Facebook. Uh, number four, horse Viagra. So it wasn't actually horse warmer. It was horse Viagra actually cures COVID. So that's pretty cool. Number three, turning your head around backwards like Sylvester Stallone and over the top actually cures COVID. And every young and every kid under the age of 23. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's right. Uh, let's see. Number two, Herbal Essences Shampoo. Didn't know that. Yeah, Herbal Essences Shampoo on Facebook cured COVID. And the number one COVID cure your uncle saw on Facebook, prayer. Very that's all you nice. need. Very nice. All right. And so that note, th- thanks to Bad Wolf Gaming. Thank and you, thanks Aaron. Thanks to Aaron. Yes. It's been, been fun. It has been fun. Yeah. It's always good Not to. Not sure exactly where we ended, but it has <laughs> you been You brought fun. me back serious. You know, the last two shows have been fun. And <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, we sweat yeah, out a minute. It, it did get a little serious, and that's cool. We, we wanted fun. to bring it down a little bit. Yeah, exactly yeah. right. <laughs> right. Thank you, sir. All right, guys. Yeah. Thanks uh, Thanks to Troy, as always, Front Porch Studios. Yes. Thanks to Nate. Uh, Bad Wolf Gaming for Bad Wolf Gaming. Us. And our new sponsor, sponsor. Berea Pond? Question mark? <laughs> Question mark. Question <laughs> mark. All right, guys. Have a great week. Bye-bye. Thanks. Thanks for listening to Extreme Common Sense with Trisden and Ray. We hope you had fun and look forward to taking on another topic next week. <laughs>